Hey everyone, if you're a fan of the show, please head over to MikeyOp.com and click the subscribe button. It's the best way to support us, and it's free. That's M-I-K-E-Y-O-P-P.com. Thanks. Hi, I'm Mike Oppenheim, and you're listening to Coffin Talk, Exit Interviews with the Living, a weekly podcast that explores how our views on death affect the way we live our life. With me today is my good longtime friend, Jeremy Suraf from Buffalo, New York, um, the day after the death of his Buffalo Bills uh, season <laughs> hopes. Figured I'd just throw that in at the very beginning just to get it out of the way. Yeah, appropriate. Thank you. We just stick a knife in there. Thanks. Um, absolutely. Well, this is uh, literally a show called Coffin Talk, and it's about dying and death. So I figured <laughs> we might as well start. And I, I thought it might be interesting because you're probably, I don't want to use the word depressed, and I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but I figured it might be a, a, a tougher day than normal today. True. I'm, I'm bummed. Straight up, straight up bummed. Um, and so actually just to bring kind of the audience into, uh, who you are, I usually ask people, uh, where you grew up, uh, how old you are and what generation you think you belong to. Uh, yeah, I'm 39 years old. I grew up in, uh, Dunkirk, New York. It's about a half hour, you know, 50 minutes South of Buffalo, but I just say Buffalo for the you know sake of the map. What else, what else do you want to know? Sorry. Oh, what generation? What, I say Generation X, usually. I mean, I, I, there's, it's, I was born in 1981, so it's a real blurred line between all the generations. So I'm going to go X just for the fun of it. Cool. And that's why I ask people what they consider, because there's not an actual exact rule or anything. Um, and so the purpose of this podcast is really just to get to the um, an understanding of your life philosophy and how it affects the way you live. And then I think by listening to other people talk, we're going to all come to some sort of weird, crazy understanding. So there's no wrong answers. And I'm really going to let you run the show as far as taking the majority of the time answering questions and talking. So my first question for you would be, uh, what do you think happens to you when you die? Um, good question. So I'd, I'd say, you know, and I, I hate to sound like a, such a, I don't know, non-church kind of person, but you know, what happens to your body is one thing, right? your body goes away it goes to the ground it gets burned or whatever it's it's really cut and dry you know what happens to the rest of you i think is the interesting part obviously that's you know what everyone wants to know you know i don't believe that there's a heaven and a hell i don't think it's the kind of thing that you're going to be walking in the clouds you know but i do think that there is something out there something otherworldly something spiritual you know uh i guess i'll just frame this again by saying I'm not a church going person, you know, uh, I don't really believe all those stories. I don't really think that it's that clear cut. Uh, but it's, I think it's fair to say, you know, it would be, you know, I think it's kind of selfish of us to think that we are all there is and the life, the time we have on this earth is it, right? It's, it's such a bigger universe. It's such a more spiritual, cosmic, you know, energetic fabric that exists out there. So my thought is, and then I know this is a vague answer because I don't know what's going to happen. I'm sure you'll get a lot of this answer. Uh, you know, I, I think there's something spiritual happens, you know, when your body dies, your spirit, your energy, your being, it, it goes elsewhere. You know, maybe it's not a place, maybe it's a time, maybe it's a, you know, different being it goes into, maybe it's a whole the universe. But, uh, you know, I, I think just the laws of math and the laws of physical science tell us it, this sort of can't be it. So I'm, I'm sort of banking on that. I'm also not really, you know, I'm not stupid enough to think 
I'm going to experience it. You know, maybe it's the kind of thing that once your spirit or your life force or energy, once it does go away, maybe that's it for me, right? Maybe that's all I'll get to experience, but some other person or thing or entity will kind of take it from there. Okay. So, I mean, this is, uh, that answer had, I have 7,000 questions, but I'm going to try to pick one. So I'll go with the most recent question that came up, even though I had other ones that I would have loved to ask, but they'll probably come up after this. Um, so you, you spoke of what I called my wording for it, like a higher self. And then like this self, like, so there's a guy, Mike, Mike is talking to a guy, Jeremy, and we're both having a conscious experience of dialogue with each other. But then we're talking about like what happens after we die. And like, so, you know, our bodies corrode is what you said. Um, but then there's this transition. So I'm curious, do you think that this higher self like is timeless and like, doesn't have a name, but then it like has different people. It like is with, I, I think that's right. And I, I think it's, it's one of those things that's probably, you know, impossible for us to understand, comprehend, you know, kind of draw on paper, you know, but I, I think, I think it's just a, a knowledge that something, something is out there that is, I don't even want to say it's bigger than us because maybe that's unfair to us. Right. But it's, it's different and it's, it's of and it's at a different level and it's, it's a different, uh, you know, physicality or something. So yeah, I think, I think you're, you're probably dumbing it down in the way that is the easiest, right. It's, it's phys physical self, spiritual self. Yeah. Like earthly Jeremy and then otherworldly Jeremy, so to speak, which maybe those are one and the same in some weird way, but I, yeah, I, I think we're on the same page there. Definitely no, and I, I really appreciate your answer because I think it's it's really interesting because I'm gonna ask you like about death in reverse now and like how it's affected life. So what like what's the earliest age you remember starting to think these kind of thoughts? Uh, hmm. probably you know I, I think probably in my like college days or so. I, I mean I think the earliest I experienced death per se was like a lot of us like family members like my grandfather my grandmother you know they kind of both had cancer and died and mm -hmm. I, I guess i didn't give much thought to that in, in that context like like in that world that was a relative leaving and that's kind of a black and white thing you know but as you get older you know you sort of start to think of it in a different way maybe in your own context you know what's gonna happen to me what's gonna happen to my family my child and things like that so yeah, I think the first time I really started to get more introspective was probably in the last 10 years or so, I suppose. Cool. That's okay. So did, was there any like event that you remember in college? Like, did you almost die or did, was there anything that like spurred it or do you just think it was kind of like, oh, I'm getting mature? Yeah, I, I think that, I think it's the, the latter, I mean, and I'm not saying my college experience and, and you were there for a good portion of that. It was not like high enlightenment, you know, I wasn't, you know, I, I, it, it was more guzzling beer than I was reading the Bible or whatever, but I, I was, you know, I, I think it's just like the, the time of your life to start thinking bigger and broader, you know, and as I was in college to, to have experiences, to, to open up to the world and, you know, at the same time, get, get more grounded, you know, I'm, I'm there for a very, you know, tangible thing. I want to learn about business and finance and make it, make it go of my career. You know, at the same time, I think you're on your own for the first time in life and you're going to have to cast out on your own even further. I, I think that's, it's, it's just the time you have to start crafting your own person basically. Yeah. So, so actually, I mean, that kind of ties into like the point of asking about death and then life is, did you not, did you like have morality back then, but did starting to think about this affect your opinion of morality and ethics and all that? 
So that's a, that's a funny question, cause, and I think about this a lot in the context of religion, I guess. And, and I know this is kind of a it's probably one of these answers a lot of people would think about but i feel like I, I don't you know i don't have religion i don't need religion i don't need someone to tell me to be good right it's it's such a stupid thing to say when you say it like that right you know e- e- even though i don't have religion i'm not out there killing people i'm not out there being a bad guy i mean people make mistakes people hurt people it's, you know hurt someone's feelings i think on par i'm a good person Right. I, I don't I don't think that has anything to do with, you know, religion or you know morality. It's just it's again, it's about the kind of power of, you know, the universe. And I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to call it karma, but it's something like that. It's, it's like the, the understanding that, you know, we should all be good. Right. And so, you know, there's people out there who, you know, are actively trying to be bad. I mean, I. You know, I, why am I not that way? I suppose that's, it's probably the majority of people that are more like me, at, at least be indifferent, but don't be bad. But uh, that's kind of a rambling answer to your question. But. Well, no, I mean, it's good. I, I want to know more specifically, do you believe that like those people you described as bad are going to get some sort of punishment or not? Hmm. I would say Yes. And here's here's the way I would frame it. Uh, you know, in, in, in back to your pre- your very first question, what happens when you die? And in, in my world or in my mind, you know, your your body's gone and your spirit goes somewhere, your energy, whatever. I, I think there's there's got to be some, you know, cosmic balancing that happens somewhere or somehow. Right. And it, it's not it's not a one for one thing. And it's not like some high court where somebody bangs a gavel and like you go to hell. But, I, you you know, you've got to think that all things being equal, you know, if, if you're the modern day Hitler or something like that, you know, the second your body dies, your life force doesn't get a second shot. You know, it's, it's just over for you or it's kind of repurposed into something different. I, I, so I don't know if like, like punishment is the right way to say it or it's like, you know, it just gets vaporized or something. But I, I think it's, it's, you know, something has to happen to sort of balance it out. So does that in any way, shape or form deter you from negative action? I, I think so. I mean, and I, I guess in, in, in that context, it's, it's, you know, it's not just worldly things that make you do good, right? It's sort of in the in that context, what happens next, right? You know, if, and I'm not saying I'm a firm, firm believer. I'm not, you know, ardently, you know, spewing my thoughts about spirits and souls and the afterlife or things like that. But I think even if you have an inkling that this could happen, sh- should keep you on track, right? At, at a minimum, think about it like hedging your bet, right? If, if you're doing, you know, if, if you don't know what's coming next, you know, in the afterlife or in the future life or in some other cosmic plane, you know, you definitely don't want to be here doing bad things because something bad might happen then. At, at, at least don't be a jerk here so good things will happen to you later. Yeah. And then what about uh, conversely, do you think that there's a reward system for good behavior here? Like, is there like a quest that this other thing is on this life force? You called it. I like that. Yeah, I, I, I would say, yes, I would say, though, that, you know, good is a, such a relative term. Like, you know, I don't know if, if you do charity work once a week, is that better than my doing charity work, you know, once every month or something like, will you get paid more in the afterlife or whatever? Uh, you know, I, I 
I think there's got to be some kind of way. And, and I guess in the context of if you're a bad person, you'll get balanced out. And maybe that's maybe that's the balancing. Maybe you're doing the good work, balances out that bad guy. I, th- I think it's, you know, you get rewarded in some way. Uh, I don't know what it is or how it is, but I think it's fair to say good things happen to good people uh, in some way, shape or form. Maybe you don't get it now, but you'll cash it in later. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's not only reasonable, but um, in line with everything you've been talking about, uh, it, it definitely adds up. Yeah, and I, I guess even in the in the duality concept, right? Like, like you know, human Mike and you know, godly Mike. You know, let, let's say that we got it all wrong, right? And there is no godly Mike. At a minimum, you're doing good things to try and put it in the bank for godly Mike, right? And if that doesn't exist, you're still doing good here. You're still having a good time, treating people well. There's no harm in it, right? I, I think you, at a minimum, you're going to end your go to the end of the road here on a positive note, feeling good, you know, putting out the good energy pretty much. Well, so how do you think, how do you feel, not how do you think, how do you feel then about like courts and systems of punishment in the real world? Like, how do you feel about, I'm not asking, do you believe in the death penalty? I'm asking, how do you feel when like, you know that people are allowed to kill people for crimes? Yeah, it, it's tough. I, I I feel it's it's conflicted. I guess it feels artificial. You know, it's like how how do you you know it's it's I understand it. I understand you know our nation's history and the world's history and legal systems and things like that. But like yeah, to to impose your will as a society or to kind of create justice in in a way that we deem fit. You know, it's strange to me. And I totally understand the eye for eye concept. So I suppose that. I guess the way you rationalize it and we all have, it's, you know, you have to put a system in place. You have to have a way of keeping things in check, or I guess I'll say it again in balance, you know, you know, we, you can't live in a world where we're going to punish some guy in the afterlife. So you've got to punish him here. So, you know, I, I get it. I'm not a huge fan of it, especially because there's so many flaws, you know, I guess just being humans, making mistakes, you know, you heard how many countless stories where people have been punished for the wrong thing, you got the wrong person, or, you know, God forbid, you put someone to death, and it was the wrong guy. I mean, that's, I I don't know what happens then, you know. Well, so how about this? Would you do it if, because I'm very similar to you, by the way, I just, I I, want to say that to comfort you. So I'm not like trying to like gotcha journalism. It's the opposite. I want to hear your answer to a question that I would find very difficult to answer. Um, I do believe personally, like, you know, when someone steals from someone, it's not fair. And so like, it's okay to have like a system to, to balance, to balance that. But my question is, would you be willing to enforce the rules? And I'm not going to use death. That's way too extreme, but let's just say like, would you be willing to put, uh, a 20 year old in jail for five years for like real, real theft, like, you know, breaking and entering into a house with a gun and like stealing stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I guess, I guess, you know, even even in a system that's got flaws, it's probably right the gross majority of the time. And, you know, the punishment should fit the crime, you know, and I, I, I think that that, you know, there's a lot of details therein. you know, is 20 years is 20 years enough is six years enough. Who knows? I think there's probably a lot of work to be done to figure out what the right punishment is. But, yeah, I think it's it's fair. You know, you've got to learn a lesson. You know, I don't want to get into a whole diatribe about our, you know, reformatory system. I, I think I think yeah. You know, in in the world we live in, you you need to have a way of correcting course. And if 
people get off track. You know, the current system, it's probably not perfect, but it's what we got. And I, I think I'm okay with it in general. Cool. Um, and so now this is like a related question in my head. I don't know if it's going to sound out of left field to you, but you, you seem to me to be actually a pretty spiritual person. You spoke about your answers like very well, and it almost sounded like orderly and like you'd already thought it out before. So even if you did or did not like script it when you were in your twenties, given, given all of that, what, what is the most like spiritual memory or moment you've ever had? Like what's like a moment in your life where you, for whatever reason would call it spiritual, less human and more spiritual. That's a, that's a good question. And I, I think it's sort of like, you know, maybe like a moment of realization, I suppose. And I think about a time, you know, after I graduated college, you know, I was, you know, I was living by myself and I was in Philadelphia, you know, I, I had about two years by myself there, you know, having pretty much the worst time of my life. You know, it was just a, a real bummer, like a real low point, you know, and just everything in my life was going south and in my head, it was just getting worse and worse. And then, you know, you sort of, you know, it, it was getting towards brick wall territory for me without getting too graphic. But then, you know, I, I, I sort of just on the drive home one day kind of just woke up and realized like, I, yeah, I, I can change this. It doesn't have to be this way. I can totally start over, you know, so, and again, I think about people who have had like, like religious awakenings or have had like, you know, as a, a spirit guide them or something like that, you know, I, I don't know where it came from. I don't know why it happened. You know, for, for months and months and months, I was heading down a real bad path. And then suddenly it changed, you know. And, I, you know, I, ultimately, I believe it was me and myself and in my, my you know, core to, to kind of, you know, you know, bootstrap yourself or wake yourself up. But I'm open to the, the possibility that it was not me making myself do it. Because if that were true, I would have done it a long time ago. I would have done something different. You know, you can't play what was me forever. Um, so yes, so, something happened and it was, it was like a sudden shock and I was like, you know what, no more of this, I'm out of here. And like with, within a week I was mo moving back to, to Buffalo to live with my family and sort of basically restart my life. That's really cool. And as your friend, I obviously remember, and I know a lot of the details that you're keeping out, but I, I do want to say, because I think it, there was a point where it got confusing. If you're a listener and you don't know you, it wasn't that you were making unethical decisions like uh, stealing and theft and stuff. I just don't want to like leave our reader, our listeners uh, thinking the wrong thing. Cause it's, it's more that life wasn't working out how you planned. It was just getting worse right. and worse. Right. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, ex exactly. Yeah. That, that's true. And it, it was, it was partially my own choices, partially just the, the situation I was in, but yeah. And it, yeah, I was not doing anything illegal or anything like that, but that's. And, and I only bring that up because I think that that is spiritual. Like when you're just like, you know, confronted with what you call the brick wall. And I mean, I don't know if we've all been there, but I definitely have. Um, and it's actually been more than once. So it's, it's interesting to hear you describe it that way. And then I think, I mean, you've just done a really beautiful job of articulating your, your philosophies and your worldviews. What, um, have you like heard yourself say anything? Have you learned anything about yourself today? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, it, and, uh, you know, and to, to be honest, I didn't prepare for this a lot, like before mm -hmm. before we talked. And I, and I thought for a half second about what I might say or kind of what I might think, but I, I think it, it helps to kind of go off the cuff, right? And just, I think that's how you learn if you're just given the chance to talk. You know, it's sort of like, you know, a, a cop's going to give a guy the opportunity to confess and see what happens, you know? Uh, so I, I think what I learned is, yeah, I consider myself spiritual, not not religious, you know, but I certainly have that at my core or 
I don't know, maybe maybe not even at my core, but maybe around the fringes. But it's certainly part of who I am, how I operate. You know, just generally part of me. So it's 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 cool, and it's not something I think about a lot. But it's good to know and good to reflect on every now and then. So yeah, I kind of appreciate this uh, discussion. Awesome, that's really cool. And I want to tell you what I learned and what I appreciate from you from this because I've never had this thought until minute marker 19 on this podcast, which is you kind of gave a new like definition of free will to me, which is that maybe you, Jeremy, has free will, but then there's also this ultimate Jeremy that you called him who also has free will. And so at some point he just kicked in when you were like in your early 20s and he was like, hey, 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 we're going back home and we're hitting reset, you know, like... For the record, I mean, obviously, the, the the mortal being in all of us sort of continues to go down your own path, and you know, continues to make mistakes and do good things and do bad things. And I think that's the the fun of life, right? It's like wh- whoever is guiding your soul and spirit and body, it all comes together in this wild and wacky way. And you know, for the most part, I think we all end up in a pretty good place. So I'm I'm, I'm happy with where I am, and uh, you know, this yeah, like the whoever is guiding me or however it's happening, I'm pretty happy with how it's going. Yeah. Well said. Um, I think we're almost the exact same age. You're 10 days older than me. We met when we were 18. You're definitely still to this day, one of my best friends. And I can tell you that it's fascinating to see where we both are, like with our, our families and our children and just everything else. (laughs) 